0: Welcome to Highly Sensitive Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, my friends. Today we are going to talk about loving humanness. This is part of my growing edge in my life and in my marriage. And I find it's something that's extremely challenging for many of us. As I coach my clients, I find it it come up a lot. almost a rejection of humanness instead of love for humanness. So one might think it would be easy to love the person, the human we chose as our partner right? That it would be natural, that it would be easy. But so often, I think people are surprised that it can be one of the hardest things to do deeply and consistently. And I want to help move the needle on that. Because really, so often, we steal from ourselves the experience of real deep human love that we I think most of us listening here would say, "Yeah, that's what I really want, and want real deep love." right? But we steal that possibility from ourselves, ourselves, because these brains of ours, these human brains of ours, tend to create an image of who our partner should be. So we tend to be in love with an image. Of who our partner should be, right? And and this is interesting. This this image of who they should be usually isn't really exactly human, right? It's kind of like a fake, made up person, an ideal, an ideal version of a human man, right? And this is really problematic, right? Because when our person, when our partner is not being that image we have that of him right the who we think he should be we then condemn and judge the real person that he is yeah and we miss out on loving the real person right and we also do this for ourselves <laughs> the same thing right we 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 tell ourselves who we think we should be and then we miss out on liking and loving the real person that we are, that we're never going to escape being, right? Having humanness, that's part of the deal. (laughs) So loving, not this image that we have of our partner, who they should be or who we should be, but the person our partner is right now, we are right now. That is how we get a real love. We've got to love the real humans that are here with us now. Right? That is the only way we can actually love what's real. can have real love. We've got to love our humanness because, again, we can never escape it. Our humanness is here to stay. We can polish and scrub (laughs) and tweak all we want. We can grow and evolve and have like amazing emotional uh, agency and all the things that I talk about on this podcast, but we're still never going to escape our humanity, our humanness. Same for your partner. It's here to stay. So we might as well get loving it. So what is humanness? You might be asking, like, what's she really talking about? <laughs> what I mean by humanness is the whole package of your human self, your husband's human self, right? But of course, I'm really talking about the things that it's harder to love, the things that are gen- generally not included in our ideal image of a partner. Yeah. So let's do a little reality check about humans. What is a human? What's normal in a human? What does the whole package of a human, the harder part of that package, look like? And I still need a reminder of this sometimes because just like your brain, my brain thinks that people should be a certain way sometimes right that that they should be very evolved and not have the messy parts yeah so a human is a messy package <laughs> and i'm not going to get extensive around this but i think i like to think that living inside our human skin in our neurobiology, there's actually a whole host, a whole menagerie of creatures, right? It's like, we aren't actually that beyond and more evolved than the animals that we look out into the world and see, right? In in so many ways, their same physiology is in us, the way their brain works, the way their nervous systems work. Like it, in many ways, we are actually made up of different phases of like evolution, right? Like the primal reptilian part is in our brain. And then like the more evolved, um, like sympathetic nervous system. And then the mammalian part of our nervous system, right? So we're this whole like conglomerate of like, of evolution that's evolved and, but not lost old parts of itself over the billions of years, right? So our nervous system's And our brains are a little wild. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've got some basic understandings of this, right? And our our brains and nervous systems are especially a little wild if we don't have any skills in guiding them, which is the case for most of us in this world since we just aren't taught, which I'm hoping to... part of the force in changing that right but our little wild nervous systems and brains show like the the wildness of them shows up in how we think and how we feel and how we act and how we react yeah and if you missed last week's episode with karen cl anderson about trauma responses and nervous system responses it's a really good one for helping you understand this a little bit better so feel free to go back and listen to that so our biological inheritance it at moments right this nervous system this brain that leads to how we are sometimes at moments it shows up as messy stressy moodiness Right? as surges of anger and frustration, as snapping at our partner, as misunderstanding others, as closing off, as not being able to offer a hug or say the words "I love you, as not seeing the good in others, and not noticing a gesture of kindness from another, uh, and you know, as taking people for granted, I think maybe these are some things that your husband does, you know, as not being able to articulate feelings, as getting defensive, right? As getting um like quickly, right? As forgetting we said something or agreed to do something, as yelling, all the things, right? Conflict, in other words, is human. Withdrawing is human judgmentalness is human all these things are human humanness is sloppy (laughs) and it's like flawed i say that with air quotes (laughs) because how can we say it's flawed if it's how we are it's how we are so being angry about all of this it really just makes it all so much worse yeah now of course this is humanness too, being frustrated and angry about imperfections and being flawed, right? So like, this is a little meta, yeah? Like, can we love the fact that we sometimes get disappointed and angry about things not being perfect? Yeah, I know, that's a big stretch. So loving humanness, what does that mean even? It really means to me expanding our capacity to love unconditionally what is human. What is human in your partner? What is human in other people? What is human in yourself? And I really want to be clear. This doesn't mean liking or agreeing with or approving of everything your partner does or says. Right? It's more like being able to hold it all with a sense of love. And maybe love is too far at first, right? We might talk about this a little bit more, but at least with a sense of acceptance, of of neutrality. Right? But think about it. Like we can we you've any of you who've had a baby, <laughs> you know what it's like to not like something. Hold it all with love, right? We love our baby, even when they're spitting up on us. We might not like it. We we might not like that they're puking on us (laughs) or waking up in the middle of the night, keeping us awake, right? Or crying, piercing cries. We might not like that, but we love our baby fiercely, With the spit up on us and the night waking, right? And we might even love our baby, not just in spite of that, but because of that. Because of its spitting up and its night waking, right? Because it's doing exactly what a human baby is meant to do, which is be messy and spit up and not sleep well, right? It's not a real human baby if it doesn't wake up, sometimes at night, if it doesn't cry, If it doesn't spit up, right? If it doesn't poop, we don't love the diaper part, right? (laughs) But we want our babies to poop, (laughs) right? We want it to be healthy and a normal baby, normal human, right? If it didn't do those things, they would be, you know, there would be something really weird. There would be something wrong, right? So you don't have to like it to love it. I remember when I was a little girl going up to my mom, I was probably like five, I was like, mom, I don't like you. And she's like, I'm like, I love you. (laughs) That just popped into my mind. So we want to work on loving, not necessarily liking, but loving our humanness. So let's be real, right? You're like, some of you might be like, Hannah, this is very fantastical. Can we really love the things we don't like? Well, I say like loving all of this in our husband, in other people, can be seriously hard, right? Because part of humanness is naturally liking pleasantness. Yeah. Like having an aversion to flaws and imperfection and messiness. I think that's pretty, pretty normal for a human being <laughs> to be averse to, um, unpleasantness and love and seek and aim towards pleasantness and perfection and all the things, right? So good news is that you do not need to be perfect at loving humanness to enjoy the benefits of it, right? You don't have to adore your own impatience your tendency to be easily upset or your husband's like coldness moments of coldness moments of grouchiness or like forgetfulness you don't have to like adore all of that like and rave about it right but you can hold all of these things at the very least with a sense of understanding right acceptance compassion we at least have to we we start there right um these, these things that you, these ways, these qualities that you might normally have the tendency to judge and condemn, right? You can invite yourself towards opening to holding them in your heart in a loving way. And yes, it may be hard work, a stretching of yourself, right? But building that capacity is like one of the most worthwhile endeavors ever, I mean, I think that's true for, for most hard things. Like some of the hardest things to do bring the richest rewards. And if you've done some hard things, you probably know this like experientially. I sure do like making this podcast. This was one of the hardest things for me. Like the idea of it when I first thought about it, but I tell you, it's bringing some of the richest rewards in so many ways to my life and hopefully to your life too. In any case. Uh, like there, the benefits of loving humanness are so, there's so many of them. Right? Loving humanness is part of what leads to having an amazing marriage. For me, that's so true. Right? As I've grown my capacity to love my humanness, to love his humanness, my marriage grows in amazingness not getting mad at my husband and i for being a human being or for having human emotions, negative emotions, for he- having human confusion, for having less than ideal human behavior. This is like a true gift in my life. Right? As i've learned more and more to forgive and even love both of us for our human moments. Um as i've learned to see our you know quirky Or uncomfortable or angry disrespectful hurtful interactions and sometimes every once in a while we still have those right as I've learned to see those interactions as part of our humanness more and more they aren't problems and truthfully more and more they aren't they don't happen as often right but when they do and they aren't such a problem to me because I love our humanness. It really allows me and him ult- ultimately to, to move on quicker, right? To get over it quicker. So the moments, these, these tricky moments are, are quicker to be resolved. And, and in that next moment, in the next interaction, it's so much, it's easy to be loving and connected again. Yeah. To have a warm, positive interaction. And you know it allows us to move forward better like by thinking about how we could avoid the flare-ups the next time we're in a in a similar situation right because I think about it like if I hate all of these things and I deny our humanness and I, I'm like what like this is terribly wrong that this is happening then I add more stress and strain and all the bad things in my own brain around it, and it makes it harder to get over it and think about how we can do things differently in the future, right? So one of the things I'm trying to say here is that loving the full spectrum of our humanness, loving even the hard emotions that we come to, we we might sometimes feel with each other, Um, this is part of how, this is part of what makes it possible for my husband and I to grow and evolve so quickly and stay so awesome together, right? To feel so amazing in our marriage together. And I, I really, I chalk this all up to loving our humanness. When you can just love these humans that you and your husband both are with your negatively tilting brain, with your grumpiness and irritability with, and I'm talking about both of you, <laughs> with your miscommunications, with your nervous system reactions, if you can do that, you're going to be able to have the most tremendous amount of love in your life. When you love humanness, right, it makes your love big enough to you know witness the icky things your partner does Right? The immature, silly, dumb things he says. The, the, and the choices that you think he made that are wrong. And to love him anyway. Right? And, and this capacity to love him with all of that going on will bring you so much security. And trust that your marriage is strong. Trust that it's good. Mm-hmm. It will feel like the most solid nourishing ground under your feet when you can love like when your love is big enough to include all of that yeah and you'll no longer need to wait for him or yourself to do quote unquote right or be quote unquote better for you to feel love you get to love now as you are, as he is more fully and deeply and expansively than ever, right? When you can love the full humanness and you're going to be able to land in that like giant, warm, joyful feeling of love so much more easily and so much more regularly. Yeah. When you love humanness and I want to pull this point out again for you. Love is the best feeling ever for you, right? Loving isn't necessarily for him, but when you feel love, you feel amazing. So it's for you. This isn't like doing something nice for your partner. Loving is for you. And also, I want to be really clear here that none of this that I'm saying, like loving your partner's humanness, deeply loving and feeling more love in your relationship, none of this means you have to stay with this person, with this husband, right? You don't have to, right? So don't misunderstand. You can totally love and leave. But when you love... First, you get to leave with love instead of bitterness. So these last couple of things that I've just said about love being the best feeling, that you can love and leave, right? But you get to leave with love instead of bitterness. I highly recommend going to if you haven't already, if you want if you want to understand this deeper, I highly recommend going back to listen to the episode, uh, I think it might be 15, I always get this a little confused, but it's called Love is the Reward. That's a key, key episode to listen to. And you'll also hear there are more benefits of loving. And the cool news is loving is totally in your control, not in your husband's. All right, Your capacity to feel love in your control. And one more point here that I want to clarify is that when I say love, I'm talking about the feeling that you have, right? Not necessarily the words and actions you take. I don't mean like when I say love, I don't mean saying things like, oh, it's great that you're being a grouch with me. (laughs) I love it when you're such a grouch. Right? Yeah, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about increasing your capacity to feel the emotion, love. And of course, there are lovely trickle down effects of that. Again, I think it's it's part of why I consider my marriage amazing, right? Because like my husband can feel what he feels and I can feel love for him. Like while he's being angry, while he's misunderstanding me, while he's having unpleasant thoughts about me, while he's being hijacked by his like reactive primal nervous system, right? And this is what I want to say, to be someone who can love through this can love with this feels amazing right? it makes me feel so good about myself again it feels like just in myself it feels it feels like being able to stand on firm solid loving ground right? and it feels to me like integrity it feels like i'm being exactly who i want to be right it feels like i need nothing from him and i can let him be him totally and still feel the love i want to feel This is an amazing feeling. It's an amazing place to be. So that's one of the other benefits. I hate feeling amazing in myself, in yourself. One of my favorite definitions of love, sort of just continuing off of that, is that love is wanting our person to be who they are and loving them for it. So the question is, how can you love this real person here in front of you? Yeah, like, how can you love them when you don't really like some of what they're doing? So one key is knowing that when you have an incredible ability to love, right, you benefit by, all, by feeling love a lot and all the things I just listed, right? This is key. So really let that concept take root in you, right? Kind of like a seed is planted into soil and the new roots go deep down, 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 and then the flower springs up, yeah? Letting this idea that you benefit by feeling love take root. And then the other couple things that I want to offer you about, how, how can we make this a little easier to love humanness? I have a couple questions for you to ponder and I've kind of thought about it as like there's a couple different stages right in this process of learning to love humanness so the first stage is about learning to love in spite of the quote-unquote flaws Right? Like, can you love your husband even though sometimes he's really cranky and withdrawn? For example, right? Can you love him even though he lets his hair get really ratty? (laughs) Right? Can you love him even though he sometimes yells at the kids? I think for many of you, the answer will be yes. You might find, you might ask yourself this question, like thinking of one of the least likable things or the things that you just really ugh, don't like about him, right? And, and insert that. Can I love him in spite of that? Yeah. So work on that one first. And the second stage is, this is definitely where I've been working these days, is and this is even more rewarding is can you love him because of his flaws quote-unquote flaws right can you love him for them not in spite of them this one can be harder but so worthwhile so here's another question that can help with this if you really ponder it take some time to kind of contemplate this how does your partner having flaws offer you an opportunity for more connection more love I highly suggest you actually pause the recording and try to answer that question yourself for a few minutes (laughs) such a good exercise to do um, but now I'm going to share a few thoughts, certainly not the whole, uh, you know, this, this question can have so many answers. So I'll just share a few thoughts about it, but our flaws our or our unideal ways of being and habits and traits and behaviors, right? They are part of our humanness. And because of that, they, they really are what bind us with other humans, right? They are what make us part of our species, They are ultimately what can connect us if we let them. So like it's kind of hypocritical and and we tend to be hypocritical as humans. Like it's a very normal part of the brain to be hypocritical. But it's pretty hypocritical when we hold our partner's flaws against him, right? When we're like, oh, he's not measuring up to this ideal standard that we have. Um, And we only accept and love the positive things about him, right? When we ourselves are not positive all the time, are, are, are also flawed. Yeah. Right. Except for me. Right. I have no flaws. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, like we are all so alike. Right. When you if you like don't like your partner's X, Y, Z, like his grumpiness, look at your own. Right? If you don't like his way of responding to stress, like maybe he shuts down, right, and goes quiet and withdrawn. Well look at your own way of responding to stress. Right? Maybe it's very similar, or maybe it's like you tend towards like the fight stress response. Right? But really, they're just stress responses. They're the same ultimately. Right? We get wacky when we're stressed. <laughs> right? You're so alike your, your partner in that way. You have so much in common. You are in the challenges of this living in this human nervous system, this human body together, right? You are in the challenges of being and living with another human being in a home together in this pandemic together with kids. If you have them together, right? With busy lives together, right? You are in all of this together. The challenges of it, because you live in a challenging human system, I mean your physical body, your mind, body, heart system, right? You, are, you have so much in common because of your humanness, because of your flaws, because of the messiness of being a human being. So the work is really to stop holding our very humanness against ourselves, against our partner and to start loving the reality of being a human being. And, and another like way that I work on this myself is just noticing something I naturally have an aversion to in my husband or my brain wants to judge in him or myself. Right. Um, and asking myself, is there room for me to love this a bit more? Can I find just a drop more love for this part of him right now? And I always can, even if it's just a drop more. So try asking yourself these questions. Even just a drop more love is a great thing. So I want to make sure to say this. You do not need to love Things that have been hard to love, right? You don't need to love the humanness, the flawedness, to be a better person, okay? It's not going to make you a better person. And I'm not suggesting that it's not appropriate to feel anger or any of the other things about it at times, right? It It, it's, it is at times. It can be totally appropriate to feel other feelings than love, Yeah. And it's really, it's always up to you. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, right? And again, loving doesn't mean condoning or encouraging things that really aren't okay to you, right? Like, for example, I can love my kid so much. I can love him while he's hitting his brother, but not love the hitting itself, right? But his hitting doesn't make me not like it doesn't make me love him less. That makes sense. I may use a firm, like I might like firmly disapprove in my with my voice, right? To so that to help him stop hitting, right? But my love is not diminished for him. Yeah. Okay. So love is what we're here to do. Right? I think especially as highly sensitive people, we're meant to ha- to do it. We're meant to experience it and we want to. So if you can stretch yourself to to love what's hard to love, right? The whole package of your humanness, of your partner's humanness, you'll truly have such an easier time feeling love in the neutral moments. Yeah? Like which there are many of in a relationship in life, right? Neutral moments right those will feel better when you can love the whole package right and the deep full-hearted love that feels like such like joy right you know what i'm talking about that feeling will brim over easily in the good times right that much richer that much more deep that much more delicious so really my invitation today is to see how much you can love without condition both this human creature that you are and that human creature that your husband is. And and I just I'd like you to think about it as building a muscle, right? Just one repetition at a time, right? And and it's really it's about stop like not trying to escape your humanity, not to not like it's about stopping denying him, your husband, the right to be human and instead love it more fully, more full heartedly, right? The messy, flawed, inconsistent, like cantankerousness of it all, right? When your love includes that, when your love is big enough to include. Negative emotion, for example, right? You won't be thrown off by that negative emotion in the hard moments. And you will really gain access to what I think of as like the wildest heights and the tenderest depths, like the sweetest experiences of love, of life, right? That like most deep, all encompassing, nourishing love. And Lastly, I really want to say that some, for some of us, the hardest person to love in our full humanness is our own self, right? And for many of us, this is at least as important as loving the humanness of your partner, right? If not more so, because loving his humanness really will be harder when you are not able to love your own humanness right? When we are like, when we're constantly averse to our own selves, when we're trying to be better because we can't accept and love our very human selves as we are, we'll always have a low level stressor living inside us, right? Like a tiger is chasing us from the inside, right? And closing and constricting our hearts to others and their humanity, right? So having access to like deep Yummy, exquisite love for another means learning to love this being whose skin you live in. Everything else is so much easier to love than everyone else. And the same is true, like when you get any number of other obstacles out of the way of being able to love, right? There are many obstacles that can get, like, kind of cover over our hearts and block our capacity to love, right? It's not just not being able to love ourselves. (laughs) so when you come coach with me we will remove those blocks and you will expand your capacity to love everyone in your life including the person whose company you can never escape your very own company so that your marriage can be full to brimming with the love you really want If you've been considering coaching with me, I highly recommend that you sign up for a consult as soon as you can, as I only have a couple spots left for this entire year. And at the time that you hear this, it may even be that I'm booking out into next year. So get signed up for that consult. I will put the link in the show notes, or you can just go over to my website, lifeisworthloving.com and click the get started with a call button underneath the work with me button in the meantime enjoy stretching yourself to love your partner's real full humanness not just the parts it's easy to love and be so well until next time